I'd like to start off, Professor Hart, by um, asking you something about uh, your early life. You were born in 1907. Whereabout? In Harrogate in Yorkshire. In Harrogate in Yorkshire. Um, did you come from an academic background? No, not at all. Neither of my parents had been uh, at the university, and I was the first in my family to go to uh, what, what sort of background? How would you characterise yours? They were in business. I was a successful businessman uh, in Harrogate from 1900 up, uh, onwards. They came from London. Um, and uh, your parents were Jewish? Yes, both Jewish. Fairly orthodox, became less so in later life. Do you, do you, was there, is there anything about your early Jewish background that you think has influenced your life and work? No. Um, there's a certain tradition in the family uh, of respect for learning. Uh, on my father's side, I come th through his mother of a long line of rabbis going right back to, uh, to Katzenellenbogen in uh, Poland and then ultimately to Venice uh, in the 15th century. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So but, uh, this didn't consciously influence me. I didn't know about it much later. There was general respect for learning in the family. Why did you go off to university? You say you were the first member. Um, I'm sorry. My, uh, uh, one of my brothers was actually the first. Uh, he was at the Bradford Grammar School, where after an unfortunate two years at Jumpman College, I, I was sent. And the classics department was excellent, the teaching was excellent, and the uh, uh, main classics master uh, prompted us to go. And I had read and heard enough about Oxford to want to go. Um, you, you went up to Oxford in 1926. That's right. Uh, as an open classics scholar, yes, and sir. graduated in 1929. Well, I, t I took my, yes, took finals in 1929. Who were, what, what were the philosophical issues and the philosophers that interested you most as an undergraduate? The main, uh, to take our second point first, the main philosopher was a remarkable man called H.W.B. Joseph, who was a devoted and skilled student of Plato and really believed um, wholeheartedly in Platonic philosophical theory. And he stimulated me. Uh, he was a very tough uh, tutor, um, queried almost every word one wrote, asked, what do you mean by the word the, and this kind of thing. But I liked him and got on well with him. Uh, some of my contemporaries and some rather famous earlier people did not, but I did. Uh, uh, that was on the, uh, the philosophical side. Uh, Greats, which is the school I took, comprised ancient history in which I'd always been interested, stimulated very largely there by a remarkable teacher at the Bradford Grammar School. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, 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 and at Oxford, were there any people in either ancient history or classics that... Or was it, was it philosophy that was the real subject that you were carried away with? No, I did, with I did equally well, I think, and I, got a, uh, I think I got the best first of my year in both subjects. I had a very gifted tutor in, uh, of an eccentric sort, rather, in, um, in ancient history called Christopher Cox, who became famous in other ways. Mm -hmm. 
but it was it was H. W. B. Joseph who was the most influential philosopher um, who influenced me most. Uh, yes, until I reacted against it all. Right, and then you go off and read for the bar exams. Uh, and I'd always uh, intended uh, to become a barrister. Always when you, you back, before, back. I, before I went to Oxford, mm -hmm. um, I had a number of lawyers in my more distant family. Uh, and um, I decided, after having got a first in grades, that I'd try to take the law school in a year. Uh, one or two people had done that, Some, one of them had got a first in a year. Halfway through the year, I saw I was not going to get a first, so I decided not to take the law school. And I read uh, just law cases with um, a very good um, uh, Lord, Lord on at, uh, at New College. We just read cases, no textbooks. Mm. And then I did the law of the bar again. Uh, who was the Lord on that you? He was called C.A.W. Manning. He was South African who believed in apartheid, but otherwise it should be nice. So you were called to the bar in 1932, and then went on to practice for eight years, up until 1940. I left the day Hitler invaded the Low Countries in July 1940, June 1940. Could, could you tell me a little about your practice as a, yes. as, a, as a barrister? Was it paperwork or advocacy? Well, I'll tell you. I was in the, lucky enough to get into the chambers as a pupil first of the most busiest junior uh, in the Chancellor's Division. He had, um, he had taught uh, very many of the judges. He had a huge practice, never less than 100 sessions of papers. Um, and he liked teaching his pupils. And I stayed on there, six new court Lincoln's in. Uh, I dabbled for him and for others for a few months. And then I was lucky. He, for the first time in his life, fell ill. And a large amount of paperwork spread around the chambers, including to me. And that's, that and one other thing started my practice quite early for those days. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, the other thing was I had a cousin who was a go-ahead solicitor in London who steered work in my, in my direction. That's very helpful. So uh, it sounds like things, things started to happen pretty quickly they for did, you. Yes. Oh yes. I, uh, I got a Harmsworth scholarship to the Middle Temple. And with that and some journalism, I held out all right for about two years, and after that, I was getting uh, small briefs and conventional work, mm -hmm. and it was fairly comfortable. And then by the time the war came, I had far too much work. Um, you mentioned you, you you did a little journalism. Could could you tell me just a little about? Well, it was very very small. What sort of things? Literary you... stuff. I quite keen on literature. There was, for example. Um, a periodical called John of London's Weekly, which is rather good reviews, and I sent in reviews and got taken on and did quite a number. Or I wrote about travel in some odd journal. I just did it on spec. Mm -hmm. There was mm -hmm. nothing maybe. Really. Mm -hmm. But um, with that and with my scholarship in Middle Temple and with the briefs coming in, Largely on originating summonses and construction with all different documents. Mm -hmm. So you were really doing chancery work mm. 
trust family settlements. Yes. Were you doing a bit of taxation? Yes, but um, destitution. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and did you appear in court? Frequently. Frequently. I, t I got rid of the conveyancing as soon as I could. And for most of my last uh, five years, I did almost exclusively court work and mm -hmm. advising. Mm -hmm. And uh, did you enjoy the bar? I enjoyed it very much. Um, it was stimulating and amusing. I liked my colleagues. But I soon, when I got very busy, I soon began to cover. I had no real interest in, in law as such. My fundamental interests were in philosophy. And I, until my practice got too big, I read on the side. Mm -hmm. Because in this period also you turned down, didn't you, a, the opportunity to take up a to go, philosophy, back to, to, go, to, go back, to go back to New College? Yes, how do you know? Um, having done a bit of reading reading on you, I've where, done it. Where is that? That's referred to, I think, in Ilma Cormac's book on you. Where is it? Yes. Yes, that's right. And that, that is correct, is it? Yes. So I did let him, then I did go back after the war. Mm, that's right. Now, you, during the war, uh, you joined military intelligence. I was an MI5. Most of the war, though, I was lent to NID and lent to MI6. And interestingly enough, you worked alongside philosophers such as Gilbert Ryle and Stuart Hatcher. That's right. Yes. Uh, what was what was that like? I mean, that must have been very nice. They weren't in the same department, mm -hmm. but I was my main job was interpreting and explaining the, the ultra material, which was the proceeds of the cryptographers, German secret service communications, mm -hmm. and there was a bureau of all those people who had similar interpretive jobs in reference to Ultra, uh, and Stuart Hampshire and Gilbert Brown were members of that. I was a member on the half of the MI5. Mm -hmm. what, what, what impact did the war uh, have on you, would you say? Well, I tried to join up. In fact, I was on the Officers Emergency Reserve before the war began, and was called up and turned down because they thought I had a bad mitral murmur. And then I had missed, I wound up my practice. I had miserably go back, and all my friends were away. I hated it. And then I managed, um, to, by recommendations, to, after trying desperately to get a war, a war done, to be taken on in June 1940. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And given you were together with people like Ryle and Hampshire, did, did you actually talk shop? Did you talk philosophy a lot? Yes, quite a lot. And how did that, did, did you start at that stage changing your views about what were the key concerns? No, I'd always had a great interest in philosophy, and it was the more I got away from the war, the more I wanted to, and new things had come up since I'd studied it here. Mm. I wanted to look into logical positives and so on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so this, um, the idea occurred to me that I might stimulate my own college to look for a job. And was this during the war, whilst you were at... Towards the end of the war. Towards the end of the war, that you really made your decision about going back into academia, oh, yes. rather than yes. going back into yes. the mark? Yes, my clerk was absolutely furious, because I was earning a marked income. Right. Um, how important was your experience at the bar? You, you, after all, you'd had, what, 16-odd years of practical experience. Mm -hmm. uh, well, no, I did nothing in the war at the bar. 
Right. And, and eight and, and a half years. years. Eight and a half years, yes. Yes. How, how, did, how, how was how well, did that? Well, it um, made me understand the law in a more practical way than if I'd studied it as a law degree, I think. And it was a, had a, provided me with a vast range of examples about which to philosophize, really. It stimulated me as a philosopher of the law. Because I saw that in the law there were questions which arose and answers given which could be explored philosophically. I wondered whether the, particularly the Chancery Barrister's manipulation of words, that aspect of the, the concern with well, language in that way might have no, that, possibly have I'd, linked to... I'd always been passionately interested in language. As a small, as a schoolboy, I tried to learn about a dozen languages. And words had always fascinated me. Certainly, uh, the construction, wills, and so on, um, construction language in the, at the bar. It was a thing I took great pleasure in, became, I think, quite good at, and may have merged mm -hmm. with philosophy.